Welcome back, everybody, to uh, another rendition of Your Corner Store. We have a little bit of everything here. You know, your favorite snacks, your favorite drinks, come on by. Uh, happy to talk about anything you bring to the table. Um, today, I got with me Mr. Mark Resnick. I know him from the Apple Store where I work. Um, but, you know, we've had some pretty deep conversations in the past, and I wanted to have you on the show. And, you know, I know you reached out to me, and uh, happy to have you here. So, without further ado, Mark. All right. I'm really happy to be here. Um, it is still. I'm, can I just? I can just be real. Right? Yeah, you can be it yourself, man. It is super interesting to hear right? myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, like really excited to be here. I was excited when you said yes. Um, when I knew it was an option, I was like, "How do I do this? How do I get on this list?" Yeah, <laughs> this man. seems it's like just a, a, a cool thing. My favorite part about it is being able to invite you know just anyone on the show um, and be able to hope open you know, or have open-ended long-form conversation. And that's why, I mean, I pretty much started this. It's just to have, like, dialogue with others. And I even spoke about this earlier with Todd. It was about having this. And, like, when you're a kid, you get, like, clips of things you hear when you're around your parents, and, like, they kind of, like, shoo you away. But this time, <laughs> we're the clips, and now I can share out. And so I think it's really cool to have people on and do this. Yeah, I think it's... uh. I really like long form. That's what I've learned about podcasts. Um, that it, it it changes my like perception of a person when there is an extended conversation. So all of a sudden they are no longer like a sound bite. They are no longer just the the two or three seconds that we took to like passing and saying something, but to actually have like a long form conversation where I can get to know someone mm -hmm. and they can get to know me. Like there's Absolutely. a lot of value in that. Yeah, and I think I think it, I think a great example of it was when Joe Rogan opened up his platform to Andrew Yang, a presidential candidate, Bernie Sanders. Ber yeah. Most people think Bernie is a lunatic, and if you don't really understand his policy, you're going to think so. And then, like giving him that platform, people are like, "Huh, I kind of understand some things this guy says," or like even anyone you might listen to can change your judgment on them. So I'm glad that you brought that up. That's cool. I was talking about that earlier today. So. Um... Bernie in particular, I thought exactly what you said. I was like, nah, this dude's just like a this crazy old man. I see like a bunch of shit on like the internet. This guy's a socialist. I don't know. He wants to take my money from me. I don't know what's going on. Um, and then we have like this debate system in our country mm -hmm. where I get to listen to somebody for like two minutes, if that, and it's like very short form, and I'm supposed to make one of the most important decisions that I can make over like a two or four year span based on like this very little amount of information yeah. that I have. So then I listened to Bernie on Joe Rogan's podcast and uh, I was like, I like this guy. Yeah. Like this guy's good. Like an hour, you he breaks down those two minute snips you hear in his debate into like 15 minutes. You're like, now you're really starting to grasp why he's doing or what he's saying and, and the purpose behind it. Yeah, he lends, like, context. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I, I'm not even joking. Like, I went online after, uh, like, after the podcast ended, and I donated to his campaign. That was what happened. For me, yeah. listening to this guy for, like, a couple of hours with Joe Rogan, I was like, no, man, like, you're actually, like, a good dude. And you're a person, right? Like, he was, like, he could have conversation. He didn't feel to me... Like he was just a politician. He mm -hmm. sounded like, like a person, a person <laughs> that had like ideas that were based around his values. 
And I was like, oh my god, you have values? I just thought you were this creepy old guy that had like weird, you know, like and Back to the Future old guy scientist hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Back to the Future type of deal. Yeah. And, uh, the, and the, I think it's crazy. You look at some of the protests in the past and some of the stuff. You see Bernie in photos, like actually like fighting for minority rights and like everyone's rights and healthcare rights. And since like day one, and yet people have continued, or at least the DRC, the Dem, like yep. continues to ignore him. And now we got Biden. Yes, I know. Don't even get me started. Uh, um, and I, I think that that is like a very valuable point. So <clears throat> there's actually a few va valuable points to me, right? And like, I openly admit that my like knowledge base is not like super substantive, right? It's probably pretty like fucking average Joe. I don't know. Like I, I read and see what probably a lot of other people read and see, but I go like in my eyes, like, like, I don't know why like the, like the democratic party continues to do anything that it can to cancel out Bernie Sanders aside from like economic policy. That's what I think. I feel like the stock market goes down if like Bernie gets headway. And then when they find out that like, Oh, it's going to be Biden. Don't worry. He won't primary. Like, oh, we can go back up. That's cool. We're fine. Um, and that's probably cause his economic policy is like really similar to Trump and they like Trump's. Um, and that's because like this guy's a fucking politician. Like that's what he does that in like in my head. Um, and like with a very like ignorant vent point that's like that's what's going on and i'm like why would you keep like taking it away from this guy and then i look like as a as just like a human being i go i don't fucking like biden either i feel like this guy likes to touch little girls like like i just watch a bunch of videos and, men and yeah just grabbing women by the waist yeah and i'm like so like is this this is the step up from trump this is what we this is what we have to offer um and listen they're two of the oldest presidents or two of the longest standing candidates to run for the presidency sure. trump being 77 and biden being 73 74 and bernie's like not young so no i mean the dude had a heart attack yeah during his campaign run but so. he looks very lively post heart attack he does maybe so he he, uh, he looks like he needed one yeah the thing is bernie and trump are the same but have different views it's the the way in the the way in which they go about presenting the information that they want to get across very braggadocious and, and loud and big and and the hand movements and the whole nine you know they're the same but have very opposing views and i think i would have been i'm surprised they didn't like that for television they sure liked trump free hillary yeah i just like like why would you choose like listen i'm not gonna vote for trump I didn't vote for Trump the first time around, um, even though like sometimes like I'm I'm very like fiscally conservative, um, but like like in my eyes Biden debating Trump, I'm like, well, like you just fucking lost, man. Like I could tell can you he even have a, can he form a sentence? Yeah, like I could tell you in the middle of May that like Biden's gonna lose once people see him in a debate against Trump because Trump is very good at certain things. He's very good at short form and he's very good at using words that people understand. So if you put him in that position with somebody who like forgets the name the of your country, yeah, I mean, he speaks to the idiots, and then everyone who, yeah, like it looks like a click like went off. You're just like, yeah, yeah. yeah man, he just everyone who <laughs> understands Trump just happens to just that's I don't know, like when you you know when you're talking to someone, you're like that's yeah, they're pretty dense, and you kind of know almost right away. And Trump is able to get to those dense, really dense people. I think he took. One, I thought that, like, his campaigning was brilliant, right? Like, you can't, um, like, I don't have to like him to know that, um, like, what they accomplished, um, like, they, they had a goal, and that was for him to win the presidency. 
and he was a long shot. Like, that's how people would have viewed him, and they figured out a way to make that happen. So, like, I can't say that they did a bad job. They did a good job. Um, if what their job was was to get him elected as president. Um, but, yeah, man, like a, like a, like a, another run of it is really scary, but if you, if you let me know, like, this is who he's going to run against, I'm like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like, how, how is Having this going to happen? How is, yeah. How, like, how is this, how is this going to work? How's it, like, this, this can't be the best that you have. This is the best that you have to offer. It's, You're like bitching and moaning for four years. The and tale the- of two cities every time, you know. And I think a lot of the people who are frustrated with the Democratic Party is like they don't know how to fight. Like they don't know how to fight with. Sure. I think sometimes they, they lack leadership. Yeah. Um, don't I know think- how to win, quote unquote. And like. Uh, Go for the throat in, in a sense. Or. Sure. Or they, I think they are afraid of like somebody like Bernie participating within the establishment, right? I think like Biden is just similar enough uh, where like he's not scary because he doesn't stray too far from, from what they're used to. Exactly. Yeah, he's a safe him, bet. Can, they can relate to him. He's, he's known what America is about and, mm-hmm. and they can whatever it's just a puppet show he, he really, was obama's know? guy you know yeah, like obama, obama endorsed him right so obama was a great guy we all miss obama but i mean obama's had had his flaws too i mean i yeah i wasn't necessarily aware of all of his mistakes but i was certainly a fan i don't think uh like i was either and i know like i certainly bought into the hope um i don't know it's uh yeah sure it's, i mean it's, it's not something that like once, so. that i'm gonna <laughs> um that is not the case for me. Um, I have been able to vote quite a few times. I'm not going to date you. No need to date you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, the other end of this mic, like I could be, I'm in my 20s, man. I'm young. <laughs> Voting's new. Tell me more about it. That sounds fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've learned enough, but like I also understand that a lot of what I learned is like what's put in front of me. It's like how, um, and like, to me, like, why can, why is social media dangerous? Mm-hmm. Social media to me is dangerous because, like, once I have an idea and I look for that idea, I just get force-fed whatever my idea is. And then I think that the only idea that exists that is right is the one that I'm looking for because I never see an opposing argument. And Facebook's really bad about this. Yeah, I'm like, oh, see, the whole world aligns with me. Everything that I, like, I'm saying must be true. Right. But that's only because the only shit that you're feeding me is the shit that you know I'll eat. Um, so like, how yeah, can it's I constantly being like you're being fed on this algorithm? You're like, how can we get this guy more and more? And yeah, more yo, more. this guy wants to see more about this. Don't worry about this. Yep. Yeah, click. there we go. Yo, yo, send that guy Mark. He just he loves this. Loves like donuts. Send him only donut shit. Um, <laughs> before you even know you wanted it. It's like, fuck, dude, I didn't know I wanted this, but I knew I needed it before I wanted it. Uh, yeah, it's so fucked up, man. It's so fucked up, and uh, and like that's. Like, I'm just, uh, like, a, I view myself as really just, like, a pawn in, like, a, a large game, and I don't know what the roles of the game are. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people are also hesitant in the, or, like, I don't want to vote. Why? I don't feel like my voice is heard. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And it sucks. Because your voice, I, at the end of the day, it really is heard, and you should go out and vote because... Like, we've seen popular vote get swayed, obviously, in the Electoral College. But yes, overall, we know 
where our, our country's systems and values lie when the popular vote wins, right? Sure. In, and I, in a sense. I Like, for me, sometimes I just feel like it's also like a responsibility, right? So it's, um, well, I have a right to vote, but like I also, like I have a responsibility as like an, as a citizen mm-hmm. to and like, to, to, to yeah, vote. yeah, like that's, that's part of it. Like, like I'm responsible to it. whether like how much, yeah, I mean, there's 300 million people in this country. There's probably like 200 million who can vote. Um, maybe less. Like 40%, 40 to 45% of the population is, does is, vote. So let's say there's, I don't know, 100 million people who can vote. That means 40 million people are the only people that are voting. Um, and it, and if you, oh, we're getting fuzzy. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah, it's this little thing. We're, I think we're good. You think we're good? Yeah, I had the problem with you, but it didn't come <laughs> out in the, in, the, in the clip. So Okay. Uh, but yeah, so if you if you think about it, like how would you know what that other like sixty million people would be responsible for? You don't. Um, but and like I live right, like we live in New York, so I'm registered to vote in New York. New York almost always votes Democrat. I think the last time we voted Republican was Reagan, state, yeah. right? So thirty years ago. So I was like, well, it doesn't matter if I vote. But like it does matter. It matters if I'm a participant in my society, mm-hmm. um, and like I still have a reason to have a voice, even if that voice is small. Right. And if everyone felt the way that you felt, like if we all felt that no one had a voice, and those who spoke out are going to speak for you, then so it's your it. If you want the life that you like, if you want the white the ah, excuse me the life that you want, you have to be able to speak for it or speak to that reason why. I agree. So you can't just like have someone live your or like rule your life in that sense. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, it's okay to let go of control, but you know. I think it's uh, yeah. I I mean, it's not that I don't understand the position of like my vote doesn't matter, mm-hmm. so why am I going to do it? But um, I also feel like people fought for me to have Absolutely. this right, yeah. right? So like, I have a responsibility to honor like the people who fought for that, right? And like for me, sometimes like who who fought for it? I don't know my my grandparents who came here from another country, right? Like they they didn't have the worst I don't know like life here, but they also didn't know how to speak English. They had to like learn how to build a life here and to get to a point where like now they're citizens, right? Mm-hmm. They're um, like my like my parents and then me, right? So we have a responsibility there. Yeah, and a lot of the people who are it's almost like it's like a stereotype too for immigrants to come to this country and then just like automatically want no no more immigrants to come to this country because like once they've like established their spot they're like no more can come (laughs) like i've like i've seen this at like conservative like like hispanic well i guess i'm not gonna say that i know like some of my family is conservative and they have been like they have like they're from El Salvador and they come and then like their grandma's from El Salvador and then yet you see they like they push away from immigration and letting people back into the country. It's like why you like you the only reason you are in this country is because of the laws that allow it and allow that maybe I mean the immigration yeah. they allow the asylum they allow us in this country to seek a better life so. Well yeah yeah I mean it, there there's certainly like a double standard people forget yeah. like somewhere in their lineage like somebody had to come here right? yeah. like there's only so many people who are like descendants from like like the first americans um but i also think like people like fear change i know like yeah. people as they get older they fear like 
Um, like I'll just speak for like my parents, they fear what it looks like to have like their money be used for things that don't have like an effect on them. And then they feel like it's going somewhere else. And, um, so yeah, there's, there's just like a bunch of like weird shit. That's not, it's not, it's not real. And it's Mm -hmm. to be honest, like it's not incredibly considerate. Um, but it's what goes through that. Like there's a mindset behind that it's not just like i don't want these people here i hate them yeah. it is i don't want them here because these are the consequences that i fear of them being here exactly and it's so uh it's so charged right it's like never really a right answer with anything that happens no no there's definitely not uh, uh I, I mean there are some what i feel are like right answers but i'm sorry i'm trying to no, you're good. Speak, speak through myself i'm actually having like a slight deja vu moment of like <laughs> like having this conversation i don't know why but... i'm gonna try and do it this way for yeah, a second absolutely. just because there's a lot of feedback in my ears um but yeah i feel like there so for me there there's right and wrongs right but my i'm sure like like my values don't align with everybody in the world's value but like there are things like like i don't think like killing people's good right no, so like yeah. that's a good place to start <laughs> <laughs> don't kill people like, yeah. that's rule number one yeah right like i yes i have like very simple values at like a foundational level right like like do no harm um and i'm sure like these are values that i would go against if like given the right situation where, where like, would you say your values are based from is it like a faith it's are you faith-based values or do you or do you create your values from experiences that you've obtained in your life like something that happened to you say i felt very disrespected in this moment i shall not let that be something that i carry through my life or do to others that is a value of mine that i want to perceive and let people know that is what i stand for or is it this is something that i've followed through whether through be the bible or the quran or or you you're of of buddhism or whatever it be so um it's not i i'm not a person who lacks faith but it's certainly not like um a set of dogmatic values Mm -hmm. i think what you said uh certainly speaks to it like it's learned i i know like for me something that's important is um like i know that and like it's from a like a favorite piece of literature of mine, but like everything we know is subject to revision, especially what we know about the truth, which means that like what I believe today, I'm open to the fact that that may no longer align, right? So I am I'm in my mid thirties. I have a fiance. We have an apartment. I have a good job, um, and I believe the world to be like this thing, but my values may change when I have children or when mm-hmm. I'm married. Um, it may change if uh, like. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of things. Like for for me, like um, I think I became a lot more open minded. Um, like you, I mentioned it to you earlier, right? So I, I struggled with substance abuse for like this like long stretch of my life, and like finding recovery changed my values, right? Because like all of a sudden in recovery, there's a community of people, and you look around and you go like, none of these people look the same. Um, but like we do things to identify and unify. Right. So I, I was able to identify a value system and learning. Um, we do this thing, right? We take like a, like an inventory of our lives. Okay. Right? This is how we identify a value system. Um, we take an inventory of our lives. Um, and, uh, and in that inventory where we learn like things that we like about ourselves and things that we don't like, we develop a value system, right? Mm -hmm. Because you look at past behaviors, you look at um, the way you may have treated other people or the way other people may have treated you, and you go like, this wasn't right, right? So all of a sudden, like, 
check mark there's value right so like i've learned that like lying is is a value that like i don't align with i don't like when people lie so how far do i want to stretch that sometimes right so if you're in if i'm in a professional atmosphere and i'm being told some stuff i have a hard time like adjusting myself where i feel as though that value of honesty is being broken right so if you're if you're hiding like at that point your morality sure is yes yeah. is challenged yeah and if it, there if there's like this veil that you're trying to place over it mm-hmm. um and you're gonna and you're just gonna name it something other like i like i know what a lie looks the cognitive like dissonance <laughs> to it and placing band-aids over it in a way yeah, or giving it a pretty name, right? Like you can give a lie a pretty name; it's still a lie, right? Like if you, if like I, for me, I believe like the absence of the truth is a lie, right? If you're withholding information, to me, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, there are times when like um, sometimes it's important to withhold information, right? And like for me as a person, it's that's why I think being able to like revise my values on like a regular basis based on what you were sharing earlier, like my own personal experience. That's why that's important because the more I experience, the more I take in, the more I go, you want to know what? Like I thought this a couple of years ago, but I don't align with that anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, so people can't change and make mistakes. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not the same person I was when I look at college photos of myself, like <laughs> freshman year. I'm like that, that wasn't me. No, 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 no. Who is that child? Who let this man go to college? And it's just like crazy to see where you come in. Like, it's just, and five years, six years is a short time. It like happens like like a snap of a finger. You yeah, know, dude, I'm, I'm old, man. This this thing has it's like a fucking express train to nowhere. It just starts picking up. Um, like the more responsibility I take on, the more like life seems to go by real quick um but yeah man of course like people people make mistakes and people change it's why like like cancel culture doesn't sit well with me cancel cancel culture because because once you like just because you did something once isn't like in my book you're not done right like like i i feel like i know it's like dead air um but i feel like the opportunity to grow from your mistakes is like a huge blessing, right? Like, and I, I owe that to people to give them an opportunity to do that. Um, so I, I like, I don't dead people in my life. Like you hurt. Oh, you want to know what? Like, uh, like, fuck you. I hope you die. Cause you hurt me once. No, like people, people change, man. Of course people change. People grow. And that doesn't mean everyone does. Yeah. Is there a point in which someone's like a bad apple to you? A bad apple. That's a funny they've, word they've, lately. They've ruined. They've <laughs> they've like burned you too many times, or they've there's you've reached a point at you're at wit's end. You've you've done everything you've could to like align and empathize and become on their side. Almost like like those who play victim, right? Like you you want to do everything for that person, and they do what they complain. And sure. Like, and that's a very common thing for people who do that is to complain about things that have happened or twist it. How many I, times do you let like a situation many, like you get burned and you come back and like you're okay with opening your your arms again and be to like to do so before it's like now I'm at the point I need to remove this person entirely. Yeah, sure, man. I, um, I believe that like the burden of things falls on the person that has a better understanding. To so, be the bigger person in the situation, as, yeah, as if yeah, I feel like like that responsibility 
like always falls on that person. Um, and I know, yeah, like if, if I had to give you like a, <clears throat> a response, I would tell you, like, I would probably ask questions like, what is that person's relationship? Like, thank God, right? For me, right? Addict in recovery. Thank God that I have some family and friends who let me make countless mistakes until I got it right. Right. Like it's easy for you and I to have a conversation seven years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but seven years ago, very, I know. Very I know. strong to see that's fucking awesome. <laughs> seven years. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. But like, I mean, you weren't like that. I don't know. How old are you? Right. Like 22. What? <laughs> uh, 22 years of age. So when you were 15, if you would have met me then, man, like I was a fucking train wreck, man. I was a tornado. I was blowing people's lives up. I was not just harming me. I was harming other people. And I did it again and again and again. And. So, so I have seen and learned what forgiveness looks like. I've learned what patience looks like. I know what it looks like for some people to take like a set, like healthy boundaries with me. Um, and then have them like begin to welcome me back into their life. But, uh, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of just like, like fucking deading people. I, and it's weird, right? Here's, here is like a sign of that, or here's an example I have very healthy relationships with like ex partners of mine, right? With like women that I've dated, and that is because like one of them cheated on me, right? Like she just she just did, and that's what happened. Um, and like yeah, I was stung. I caught her. Like it was a whole thing. Um, but like, like she was she was a person, mm-hmm. and she was hurting. And uh, while, like, there was a lot of emotion for me to get through, like, yeah, like, I have the capacity to work through that. Um, And I'm also the kind of person that, like, so I could look at, like, a moment where, like, an ex cheated on me, right? As, like, the worst fucking thing that could ever happen to me, right? Like, here's somebody that you love um, and you're you're happy with and, like, the next thing you know, like, this is happening, right? So it's the worst fucking thing that could happen to a person. That's, I mean, it's probably on most people's lists of like really not good shit. Yeah. Um, so how do you get a place, how do you get to a place of like being amicable with that person? Like, what does that look like? Well, I know that the result of that was a few things, right? And this is shit that like you don't see, right? Like I couldn't see manifesting, um, while it was happening, but I know in retrospect, it put the wheels in motion for me to grow up to a much like larger degree, right? So um, for uh, like, it was time for me to move out on my own, right? And start taking care of myself. And that meant that like, I had to find a place to live and I found a place to live. And uh, when I went the second day to see that place before I signed the lease, the person in the driveway was this woman who was the daughter of the people who were renting the apartment. And that girl is now my fiance. Right. So there's a lot of shit like and I couldn't be happy. I'm so glad. Like, I want to give my ex a hug and be like, fucking thank you. Thank you. My life is so much better. Um, But like, it doesn't feel like that when it's happening. But like, I I also. Yeah. But people make mistakes and they like they they have like poor actions. Right. Like who hasn't been there? I've been there. Right. Like you're emotional and you're hurt and you're frustrated um, or you're seeing red and. So yeah, man, like sometimes we don't respond the right way. Sometimes we haven't experienced enough. Sometimes I don't know when I'm hurting someone when I am because they don't speak up. Um, and I'm not aware, right? Like I don't have enough self-awareness to be like, oh, that may have been a fucking shitty thing to do. Um, so yeah, like why don't, why, why, why don't people deserve forgiveness? I'm, there's so many things that go along with like causing harm, 
right? Like, it's so important for me to look at, to do my best. And I'm certainly not perfect at it, but to see like where, like where somebody else comes from, right? Like what, what brings you Matching to that? someone. And I understand that from you. Like I get this very yeah, empathetic vibe. Like you want to understand everybody on every level. And to like, and that's, that's the most important part for me in terms of like human connection is like, if you can understand me and I can understand you, we can get along. And that's, what's important. We can kumbaya and that like, we can, we can debate, we can whatever, but it's about, and you speak about it most like forgiving is like a long process, right? Sure. But man. like where do you, where, where does, where does something like that, start? where does forgiveness start then? Uh, for me, like forgiveness is a, it's a decision, right? Um, so, um, it means that like, I have to work through how I'm feeling. It means I have to work through like the anger or the hurt or the frustration. Um, and I have to be in a place where like, I'm ready to forgive. And I also have to be like, I have to acknowledge that like somebody may not, they may not be ready for me to do that. Right. Yeah. Like it, it probably was kind of weird for her, for me to be like, Hey, like we're good. And like call just to check up and not have an ulterior motive. Right. Um, a little shocking almost. Yeah. And, it, and, and that's because like that takes time. And I feel like my experience is the more that like time separates me from an emotional event, like the more level headed I am about it, the mm -hmm. more like, um, I like looking at life, like in a rearview mirror and seeing like, look at all the steps that led to where I am. And if I'm happy with like where I am and where I am in my life, I wouldn't be there unless each one of those steps along the way brought me there. Like it's like, 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 uh, the journey of a thousand. Yeah. God doesn't go like, Hey Mark, step. here's some cool fucking sunglasses and you can yeah. see like what the future is going to look like. I, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way, but I can look in retrospect and be like, wow, you know, and like, I don't know. I feel like, uh, there's a lot of growth from going through like those pain, like the pain and the mistakes. So would I want to be told like, Hey man, don't worry. I know she cheated on you, but you're going to meet your fiance soon. I'd be like, I'll get bent. That's definitely not true. Um, and like, cause I had to learn, there was so many good lessons, um, for me that came from that. I had uh, a friend of mine put me on this challenge. It called the 90 days of Mark. The 90 days of Mark. Yeah. So the 90 days of Mark meant that I couldn't make a single decision that was influenced by my attraction to a woman for 90 days. And then he had me think about all sorts of things that I've done, right? Like who doesn't remember being 15 year old in high school and you're, you go like, I'm going to take a different way to class because I want to walk by the girl that I have a crush on. Right? So that's a decision that's influenced by my attraction to somebody else. So I had to go 90 days where my decisions were just about me and like bettering me and my wellness. Which was really challenging, especially for the first half of it. That first 45, a lot of crying in a, in a studio apartment and feeling bad for myself yeah. and thinking like things will never change. Um, but like it's I've important. I've certainly been there where at least in terms of low self-confidence, you know, or that's sometimes I might like, like someone I like, I could come off to someone as like, like a confident person, but I might not always be, you know, like I. A good example would be you had me like, fooled. <laughs> a good example would be like stumbling or, or like, like it, like, oh, or exa good example would be like public speaking. Sure. While I, while I'm like stature or physically wise, you might see me and be like, oh, like this guy looks like he could have a good presentation or at like whatever. Sure. But I might get up there and fold and just like not even present the thing, and I think that um, 
was a lot of inward looking too. And I'm sure you've done that. Like, and I've, I, I wanted to ask you, um, like now that you've like been in recovery, are there moments that you had to forgive yourself? And like, yeah. what was it like to like, cause it's hard in those moments. You're like, did I, did I really do that? And it's like, you didn't mean to, if we fuck up. Right. And it's like, instead of like, I'm sure you dwelled on it, but at what point did you reach it? Like, how do I, how do I say this? Like you knew it was now, now this was the time to make the right step instead of the wrong one and forgive and like start your path. Right. Your six year journey. Yeah, sure. It, uh, it wasn't a moment, man. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, so like my, so like the, the day before my first day clean, right. So, um, six years and however many months ago, right. So my, like my, I have a clean day. My clean dates on April 7th, 2014. So April 6th, what I can tell you is like, I came clean to the girl that I was dating that I've been using, even though she thought that I wasn't. Um, and when I told her, she berated me. And I was so fucked up about it that I literally was like in like fetal position in the closet of her bedroom. Like I just wanted to hide from life. Like I, I was like I can't believe she, she started calling my parents. She called my boss. She told like she started making moves, man. Um, and I like my world that was like already a fucking illusion was shattered the in an instant. That was it. Everybody knew I could no longer hide from it. There's no more. There's no more lying. Like boom, here's the truth. Um, and I got like really lucky, right? We had. Uh, like a really close family friend who was like a mom to me my entire life who was like, hey, you're going to come stay with us until you can find like a treatment facility. And um, and she let me stay in her addict, right? So addict in an addict for, uh, it took, I think like eight days before I found like a, a facility that would let me in. But like that path to forgiveness, you could say it started that day, right? That day when I was willing to be honest with some people. Um, but it, it took a lot longer than that. Right. It's, uh, like I, do I, because I mean at that, like, I think the, I think the moment in which you talk about you being in the fetal position is when you're like, I think this is like, you're looking at that proverbial mirror and yeah. you know that that's who you don't want to be. Yeah. But like when you're in it, right. When you're the yeah, fetal, when you're the fetal posi position person, like in the closet, you think like like it's over, bro. Like like the like the like this story ends, and there isn't like this vision of hope for a future. You never think like, yo, bro, I'm gonna be doing podcasts in six years, yeah, like talking man. to my buddy from work. Um, you think it's over, right? Like like here I was, uh, like sitting on a like a a fucking garbage pile of lies that I had been telling people for years and years. I, I read like my parents and, and my boss, like the reason she called my boss was because he was like a close friend and a doctor. And then like, he's like, yo, is this guy like taking my prescriptions? Like, what the fuck's going on? Do I have to press charges? Yeah. And I'm like, shit's a fucking it's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's, um, and like, I didn't wake up like my first day, like after I stopped using, I'm like, I feel good about being me. No, I feel like fucking utter shit. <laughs> Is it hard to be cold turkey? Yeah, dude. What's your all fucking blows? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm just yeah, so I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so, uh, I, I speak that like 
addicts in recovery all the time. So like we joke around about it, but like, um, yeah, dude, withdrawals, like I'd rather have the shingles than go through like opiate withdrawal. It's fucking, it's a shit show and it, it takes a while. You don't sleep for a month. It's, um, it's a process. So first you have to deal with like this physical shit, right? Um, like weaning yourself off of the drug itself. Oh, right? no, 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 no. Just, like, I just, there's just no more. No, but I mean, like, that's, <laughs> instead of weaning off and yeah. becoming, like, physically capable to, uh, with, like, operate without it. Sure. You, and we're like, like, nah, your body's like, fuck. Yes. Fuck, yeah. I need it. Yeah. I need it now. And that, but that's, so, like, when you're in, like, when you're an addict in active addiction, right? Like when you're using every day, that's your every day, right? Like you're, you're looking to like pick up every day. It's not, and so that's what you go through. Like, fuck, I need it. I'm feeling like shit. Um, but like at that point I was like, I can't have it. Right. So your body's just like, like it fucking hates you. It feels like you have a flu, but you're also like lethargic. You don't want to do anything. You can't sleep. You're fucking losing your mind a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, it's brutal. Um, like I, I went from before has now changed entirely. So it's like, yeah this is oh that's what that yeah i, I don't need that no this is, this is who i gotta be now this is a, a new new normal you well one you think withdrawal is gonna last forever and then they tell you stories and they're like yo there's like post acute withdrawal symptoms and you're like what the fuck's that and they're like that's like where you can feel so post the acute withdrawal right so post being sick Here's all this shit that lingers for months and months. Like and some what? stuff you'll never get better from. That's what they tell you, right? So the fucking doctors told me. Um, none of it's true. I don't fucking suffer from any of that stuff, man. I had, uh, I don't know, probably about like a month of like physical symptoms. And after that month, that was good, man. Like, uh, but like, then you have to find out like, well, why was I fucking doing this? Um, and when you find that, like, that's where the, the forgiveness starts is you start finding out and identifying like, like, like why would a person use drugs every day, right? Like why would they try and get out of themselves? What pain are they feeling that they feel necessary to numb that shit out of their world every day where they're willing to lie to their partners, lie to their parents, steal from people. Like, like what pain are you enduring? Like inside, like in your spirit, that you're willing to do all this stuff and compromise anything you've ever believed in, just like pick up and, and score like a few pills or whatever, right? So there, so there's there's a lot there, and like that's for me, like that's when the the process of forgiveness began, right? Because you start identifying what was the shitty thing that I did, right? Because I, I like like you're in recovery, you don't you don't go well, none of it was my fault. Like I'm fine. Um, I was just a, yeah. in this situation. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really my fault. Now it's all about personal accountability, right? Yeah. But you also are yeah. But like you have to learn like what what like where does that stuff come from? Like where did it manifest itself? What are all these fears? What are you like? I was always my. Uh, the, they had this thing called AOL when I was young. I'm saying it like that. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I had a screen name, right? So like I my... still had Blockbuster as a kid, okay? Come on, I was still around. Dude, I worked at Blockbuster. Uh... <laughs> you, I, oh, you were telling me you remember your employee ID number, 236 right? 236-157-17125. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. Yeah, that was my card you number, man. Friday, thanks. Yeah, I just got to go to Oregon and go to that last store. They just said they pulled me right up. <laughs> Um, ah, yes, Mr. Mark Wrestling. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, 
that last step of forgiveness or being able to start that journey of forgiveness like was yeah so you're 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 trying to like you're trying to discern like what was harm done to you versus harm you caused versus like circumstances of life right like there's um and it's it's hard because sometimes you can your mind especially is like don't the ego trip and and then continuous ego trip is what is is what gets a lot of people and that and i've been speaking a lot lately about mindfulness and this uh proverbial creek of flow or the flow state it considered like getting caught tell me more so flow state in, in which like you come to this point where you operate you you feel mental clarity you feel good you feel harmony harmonious and an action that you perform and and it obviously doesn't always happen but like you you, you know when you're in that state because you're in those days you're like this was a wonderful day like you have those all right everyone has like a great day and you're like i wish every day was like this yeah sure i I guess would exemplify like a flow state day like you feel everything is like everything flowed exactly that's it okay got it um that's why every day bro okay every day every day is flow state yeah that's important dude when you're homeless it's so fun i tell my fiance this shit all the time man like when you go through points of your life where you're homeless or you're living out of your car and then, like, you get to another point in your life where, like, the worst problem is, like, somebody forgot to pick up the macaroni and cheese for dinner. You're like, but you're in, I'm always in a flow state. Like, life's, life is good. Life is good. And, you're, <laughs> and I think you show a lot of gratitude towards life. And that is the most important thing, I think. I'm glad that, like, you, you can see that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing my job. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> I mean, this this is a, a podcast where I love to do, and, like, I'm, like this has been wonderful, and I'm grateful for that. Just and this is something that I put out, however frequently, whoever for whoever to enjoy and like making like this fun. And we talked about it earlier, making like the mon- like making mundane life or making your movie fun is what's important. And who cares, man? If you make <laughs> someone an extra in your life, that's what it fucking is. Like own up to it. And I think it's like you show gra- uh, the gratitude, and that is why you are where you are. And like, yeah, and they, they have like an expression, right? Um, and that is like a grateful addict doesn't use, right? Like, ha- think about like being in a place where like you can like self identify places that you've been, and then you see where you like, like your perspective, my, my perspective has changed, right? Like, it, I don't like there's so many things I'm grateful for. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to stumble too far, right? Like, I, I basically wake up and I'm like, I feel good. Right, I got this beautiful woman next to me. My little kitty cat's on the floor, meowing, trying to get fed. We have like this really nice little apartment together, and I'm like, "This is good, right? Like, this is good. Like, does that mean I don't want more? No. Like, I strive. I want more, uh, and I'm motivated. I think it's but good to ask more of yourself as well. And what was that? Being more, you ask more of yourself when you're driven. So yeah, yeah, I, and uh, I, like I think that's important, but like it's also important to like recognize how hard you work to get to where you are you know like mm-hmm. like look at what you have here right like you have you have this home with your friends you work two jobs right you have you have a little studio that you build for pocket right like i don't often reflect on like the small things and which is like for me paramount 
Because small things are really what matter. Like big shit, I guess this big shit doesn't matter, bro. Yeah. Like the big shit doesn't matter. Because um, like for me, a lot of the big shit is just like passage of life stuff. Like that stuff happens to you without your permission, just yeah, from like, like like a natural flow of things. But like the small, like you earn the small stuff, man. Like I I earn a sense of like peace in myself. I like that requires like work and diligence like constant like introspection um it, re it requires like a certain amount of humility that i don't always have right like people can tell me some things like hey you may want to work on this and i look at them like no oh, i want to do that yeah, like, oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck you <laughs> Who the fuck, fuck you, you Tyler? Tyler? Who I am, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who the fuck you? I'm Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, motherfucker. I have never said that, but uh, I'm going to bring that. I'm going to bring that back post-COVID. Hell yeah. <laughs> who are you? Mark, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you know who it is. We're Mark Resnick. <laughs> How about you? Me? Well, yeah. What about me? Okay. Uh, so so I, I have pointed out that it doesn't take much from me. Right? Like, like do I want a house and a Tesla? Yeah, I want those things, right? Um, but like, like what what gets you going? What 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 makes you happy? What do you when you wake up and what brings your first smile? I don't know. Uh, do you I, do you have a place to go to when you really need one? Right? Like, I have a place to go to if I need to feel better about my life. That's why little things are important for me. Yeah, uh, I'd say like, well, for me, I find a lot of of joy and companionship and friendship and a lot of those who I associate like myself with and like prior to being in this house, I was living alone. And I think living alone offers a different perspective for anyone. I don't think if anyone's ever tried it or whether you've been an only child and you have lived on your own, maybe, you know, but oh, yeah, have if, <laughs> if you have been a sibling and like I grew, I grew up with my brother, my sister, and my baby brother, who like he was graduating high school this year, which is fucking nuts. <laughs> Right, and I'm like the oldest, so it's a little while, but you're a big brother. They yeah. they look up to you for basically so ever. Like, that's <laughs> honestly why I do what I do. It's not that, yeah, money's great, and I love money, like, but it's not the source of why I get up every day. I think, um, like for like maybe even the places that I work, some of the values that at, at that are adhered to at those at um, those companies are certainly ones that I like absolve with like i certainly agree with um i guess we i don't want to get too much into like the stuff that we work with but a lot of the things that are said in the you know the things that we go through sure like um, the importance of like a, a person yeah like respect like a lot of the things that we we treat a lot of people with the respect that others may or may not there's like this book I've, i'm gonna get it wrong but it's like the things i learned in kindergarten right like yeah. Like it's a, it's like, like that. Just little basic things that we apply to normal day life that people go by the wayside and yeah. And it's those when things you're old, that you have to pay attention. Yeah, you do. <laughs> a lot of people let things just in one ear and out the other, and that's not what's supposed to happen. So, um, you but, asked me a question. Do you mind if I cut you yeah, off real absolutely. quick? So you asked me this thing about like so being in a relationship, right? With uh, like in. Um, like how our relationship ended and uh, like cheating and like infidelity and all that stuff. And like, what does forgiveness look like? And like the stuff that you're talking about right now, like being able to identify things that I did, right? Like I had to forgive myself, right? Yeah. So to be able to identify things that I did that harmed her and like, 
I don't, I don't mean harm to her. Like I, I didn't hit her, I didn't push her, I didn't emotionally abuse her, but I did things, right? Like I didn't always make her feel wanted. Uh, yeah. There are things she get. Trust me, she gave me a list. But like, like, how do I find forgiveness? Marissa never gets treated though. Like I, I have them in my head, and I go like, you are never going to endure what I put her through. Like, I forgive myself by learning mm-hmm. and then, like, applying what I've learned so I don't make the same mistake twice. So, Marissa gets treated like Queen. the best person you ever could because, like, I treated the other one well, but she gave me stuff to work on. Like, after, like, things were over, like, why she may have behaved the way she did, and I took ownership of them, even though I felt like shit about it, right? Yeah. Like, not only because, like, I hurt someone, but, like, my ego, like you were talking about, that, st- that stuff starts getting stroked a little bit, and um, and now, like, you have Marissa, and, like, like, I am very aware in every moment where i'm like oh you want to know what i'm about to do nope i'm not going to she doesn't get that she gets my she gets my best me right no, and i have to figure that. out no she aware that yeah. like you're constantly i'm sh- there's dispute though like i'm sure like things happen and it's like oh, sure, sure. yeah sure we have qualms it doesn't mean that like we we see everything like perfectly but it means that um I take more time to listen right, to what okay. she's trying to tell okay. me, right? Like that—that's a, a small thing, right? Like I'm not sitting there waiting to speak. Like I, I'm sorry, I probably don't with you sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> but I'll like I, take, uh, right? but that like what a big step, right? Like where I become the listener to my partner as opposed to the person waiting to just shove down their throat like what I want them to know. Yeah. Um, and she has like all sorts of stuff, man. Like I'm just, I'm so much more aware of the things that I can do if I'm not paying attention. And so now I can be better. And to me, like she deserves my best. So I'm going to try and give her that. I'm sure I've, I'm sure I come up short. Like I'm certainly not perfect. Um, yeah. I feel the same way in, in certain situations. But I try and she knows that I'm trying, right? Like I do stuff. She'll be like, that was really nice of you to go out and have dinner with my parents tonight. I know it's not your thing. Whereas, like, a pre- like with the other one, I probably would have been like, no, nah, dude, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm good. And now I go, no, Mark, like, yeah. suck it up. Go go be a good partner, right? Your partner's not asking. She's not, she's not really asking a lot of me. It's she had dinner. dinner with my parents. And I'm like, yes, I can. Yeah, I Let's can do go. that for you. Let's do it. <laughs> But there is a lot of like if you I've learned that if I if I do like a lot of small things to somebody over a period of time, like it causes a big hurt, you know, um, so I got to take ownership of that stuff. Yeah, I think I'm trying to learn from that now based on some of the mistakes I've made and trying to take ownership of it and apply it to. It was a good part of being alone, right? Of being alone in that apartment. Like it sucks to feel sad. It sucks to like beat up myself, but like sometimes it's necessary to go through that, mm-hmm. right? Because like you learn what bad feels like, and you go, okay, well, why do I feel bad? Well, here's a list of stuff that she told me that I did, and because of those things, I ended up by myself in this situation. How do you never get back to that place? Make sure you don't do this shit again, you dumb fuck, right? Like that's <laughs> don't go sound, don't go down the same fucking path twice. Exactly. Right? Like, it's okay to make a mistake. It's not okay to continue to make the mistake, man. It's not okay to compound the mistake with more mistakes. Yeah. Um, so I just try and be 
like as like vigilant and cognizant of that as I can. Well, it looks like you got a good role. She, 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 I mean, she's a bigger fan. Yeah, yeah. You're engaged. You're on the road to marriage. <laughs> like it looks like it's planning out pretty well there for you. Yeah. You yeah. Nice well, streak. she's, she's a good egg and she's also <laughs> like incredibly patient and yeah. And sweet. And like she, she still puts up with some shit. Well, she's able to see the through love, the, right? uh, Love is being able to adhere to the flaws and be okay with them and like push someone through those flaws. And even, well, I don't know much about love. I'm only so young. So, but I think, uh, <laughs> love is funny. It's tricky. And everyone has such a different understanding. You, I used to do this thing where like I condemn people for falling out of love, right? Like you must uh, be an evil person if you don't love me anymore, right? Like you must be bad. Um, and I had to learn that that doesn't make somebody a bad person. Mm-hmm. That's just a thing. Like I used to really like fucking chicken Parmesan, but like I ate it too much and now I don't like it as much anymore. <laughs> right? Like people are free to change their minds and their perspectives. And I have to, it's not, I used to, cause it used to feel like it condemned me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like it was you who was the problem. Yeah. It wasn't. No, but like sometimes people just change their mind, man. They, they, they're tired of an iPhone and they want an Android. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. Right. Like, so well, why is it okay? Sometimes people go back to the iPhone. Maybe sometimes, sometimes you got to go to the other thing to realize how good you had it in the other thing. Sometimes the other thing was good, but you got to learn, right? And that's how we learn. And that's why it's so important to circle all the way back to like, why like forgiveness is important and why it's okay for like people to make mistakes, man. Like I, I wouldn't be here if I lived in a world where like it wasn't okay for people to get second, third, fourth and fifth chances. You know, that's. That's just like the honest truth. I had a lot of people who were very patient with me and allowed me to like find myself and um, find like a hope and find like a like a new like reason and cause to live and uh, and like that was a process, right? Like I was thirty one years old, so well, I think that's so cool. <laughs> like it can happen whenever. Like I don't. And I think this is a lot. I think most most people with podcasts, it's like a long form, it's like a long term growth solution to like having fun and making money off of it. I guess for <laughs> most people, but um, putting, I guess the best part about learning or just seeing and sharing experiences with other individuals or, or looking up to those of who have mentored you is that hard work pays off. Yeah, and it's and it, it's always in those moments like. And I feel this a lot myself and, and a lot of, like, I do have two jobs and I like, yeah, you, I, told you hustle. You, I don't even, I don't even like, this is the small stuff. And I maybe not, I may not take it for as for much was what it's worth. Right. But maybe I should, I should, I should love, I do love this stuff, but I probably, I'm always asking myself to like, where can I get to next? Right. This is just like a stepping stone and not that I'm not satisfied with where I'm at, but it's like. Is this really like, like how much more am I going to do? Like, I don't know in a sense. I'm trying to, I think I'm confusing myself now. <laughs> and now that I'm rambling, you know, just the direction of my <laughs> speech is just falling off a little bit. How old are you again? 22. Okay. So it's like, I'm always asking what is the right thing to do? Like, do you know, I don't know what's the right path. And I guess I just use like shared experience. Like, like I said, mentors to kind of bet or like judge and like learn from. Right, as anyone does, like learning from their elders. But sure, man. Um, 
There are like so many things I want to say to to a twenty two year old. Like seeing hard work pay off. I don't like. At what point does it pay off? Is my always like, like how much more? How much more? How much more? And it's like persistence, and I know I've got to be patient. Stamina is important, man. It's not a mar- It's a marathon. So, so this a sprint, is what, right? And that's like of course, the thing. and it's like, but like part of that problem. I just, Marissa and I just had a conversation about this, right? Like, we're almost taught that, like, expect to change every year, right? You go from kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, you get to college, or like a junior, you're a freshman, you're a sophomore, you're a junior, you're a senior, you graduate, and like, here's life. But like, like professional life and romantic it's life, does it, it just doesn't have the, the yearly cadence. Like, you don't go through it and you're like, you don't look at your boss and you'd be like, excuse me i just graduated it's time for my yeah, next position <laughs> so and that's why i like stamina and persistence and i also know like for me there are a lot of times where like i think i've developed to a point where like i should now be entitled to something but that is not true right like what my brain tells me and what reality is don't always align. So learning to like be aware that there yeah, is a difference. Is reality, right? Yeah, man. Like, um, uh, like there's just. I love that phrase. By the <laughs> way, perception is reality. Yeah, my perception is my reality, yeah. but like certainly not yours, right? Um, and so like that is important. And what that does, like the awareness of that, opens me to get feedback and continue to grow. Because the moment I think I'm ready for what's next. For me personally, like the switch of growth shuts off. I go, no, 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 I've arrived. I should have this thing that I want. You should be giving it to me. And I will not grow anymore until it is given. And then when it is given, I will flick the switch back up and continue. Uh, Yeah, man, like, I don't want to say real life, but like uh, adult life, once you're out of like a school system, doesn't operate under like the same cadence as everything else that you were ever taught. And this is what... At least this is I'm, as I'm learning as as a new adult or into adult life. Life will happen. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It'll fucking happen at the snap of fingers. It's not going to warn you. No, and, no, no. Okay. And, so that's like really important. So um, life just, and circumstances <laughs> of life does not ask permission to activate itself. It doesn't go, full no, hey, Tyler, I, just, I was curious. Are you ready for this very catastrophic thing to happen? No, it doesn't fucking say that. <laughs> Your life just happens. And like for me, my goal is to position myself as good as I can to like weather storms to show up for people that I care for to be of service right like That's I, how I am I had, this, <laughs> I had this I had this thing right where like I thought that if I had a relationship with God I'll get a little get a little uh, Bring fa- on, faith brother. based Bring on you on. I thought that having a like if my relationship with like God like a God of my understanding was good that means that like I should get the shit that I want. I'm being good to you. How come? Like, where's that new car? Where's that new job? Where's that? Where's that? That perfect partner? What's going on? Yeah. And like, what I have? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, everybody in my family should always be healthy because I prayed for it, right? Mm-hmm. I prayed, I, and God, you must not exist if my mom gets sick because I prayed for her health. So, and we have this kind of relationship, right? You're gonna do whatever I ask of you, but that's not well, like a relationship. With like God is for me, right? So, so now years later, unfortunately for me, it took me so long to learn shit like this, right? And that's like having recovery in my life and and experience what I've experienced has put me in a position to do so. But like, nah, man, I to me like God and faith is in my life to be present 
when shit happens. That's it. When I am needed, when I can be a servant, I have the strength to show up for the people that I love, right? Like God won't make sure that my parents won't get sick, but God can empower me to be there to support them and help them the best that I can when they are and to support all the people around them who need some love and are really sad about what's happening. Like I can be present and pre being present is, is hard. Yeah. And, and yeah, a big I, deal. Man. I can, I can speak to that, you know, definitely. I, I don't necessarily, I'm not a faith-based person. That's fine. I've had, like, I mean, I've had, like, chats with the old guy. I mean, I'm not particularly, <laughs> like, fond of, yeah. the, I don't, the Bible is scientific as well as it is fictional. Like, sure. It's kind of, I'm not a big do dogma like, person. It's so not my it's jam. too hard for me to understand or too much to give faith to, but there are certain things in my life that I do give control away to, like, circumstances, like, like there are things like like there are things out of your control like covid could be an example and sure. finding like finding something to focus on like um like i have been like yoga for example or finding an outlet to create like a podcast sure um but speaking to your moment of like being able to be there for that person like i can speak to that you know my parents like or being present in that moment when my parents got divorced it was like totally fucking shit show and you, and it's hard because you want everyone it's two stories you want everyone to know that your life is okay right because that's what we know we know everyone on life online is cool yeah <laughs> maybe not maybe not maybe not what we see today on twitter and and then the, yeah. that we're seeing in daily life but prior it was like, oh, my God, this person's on a yacht. How the fuck can I get on a yacht? How can I go to Italy? How can I get a tower, a sure. picture next to the Tower of Pisa or Paris or, or Stonehenge or whatever, wherever you want to Do you know that I'm example. divorced? No, but we can get to that. <laughs> that. Maybe that is that why you have a letter from your ex and things that you've gone? Because that might make sense. No, but, but what I will say is because it's about what you're talking about, right? So people who would have saw our social media stuff, like our Facebook post when we were married, would have thought that we were perfect. Yeah. But we it was the exact... I mean, you had two people in the middle of like active addiction, not in a good place, right? Mm -hmm. But like when you see a couple of photos a couple yeah, of times yeah. a week, and yeah, everybody's smiling. Oh, wow. Look, look at them. Happy couple. No, man. It's fucking horseshit. Yeah. People... Because people... People allow you, right, to see what they want you to see, right? And there's perception, like you were talking about, like perception must be reality, right? So if I perceive this person as having all these things, and that must be, but like, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting old, but like, that shit doesn't fucking speak to me anymore. Do you like feel less envious now that you've become older or more envious of the things others have? Definitely less envious. That doesn't mean I... I think it's uh, very I'm, popular among my age group to become an incredibly envious of things that others have. My partner get like, Rissa gets... Like, flex culture. Gets, gets like, really envious of, of certain things. Um, and I'm not going to say I'm devoid of it, but, like, for the most part, I'm... Okay. Uh, so, like, I've learned, right that I can't judge my insides by the outside appearances of others, right? So the things that I'm jealous or envious of, of other people, right? But, uh, but that's only part of their equation, right? Like you, nobody tells me how they're feeling. Nobody's telling me if they're laying in bed because they're depressed eight hours a day. Like nobody tells you that when you see a post of a person on a yacht, yeah. right? So like, what am I envious of their life? 
the picture like no nah, man like i'm not like I, it's I, the I, image I, right? I try i try and show i guess as like coming from a place where like i have not felt like whole inside my envy comes from people who i see who who seem more whole inside than than i do i don't go like i want that I don't want that. I don't want the car. I don't really want the house. I don't want any of that shit. I'm, so, but if I see somebody who's who like, happy, is that does that would that be a good representation of what you mean? Like, uh, are happy you, or like confident in their place in their is life? Is anyone know? But that's why I want to challenge you on that. Like, sure, you don't if, think anybody is. This is what's what's good. <laughs> like, look at right now, man. No one knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> What the fuck's going on? We can all say that and not, and no one knows the, no one has an answer to anything almost all of the time. Sure. No one knows anything. And I think it, that's, we just will all go by this beat of the undrum with the largely grounds for like this. Obviously, we have a society, right? We live in a society. We live in a society. We definitely have we a, society. a society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We live in a society. That's pretty okay. much what it's come down to and boils down to. So we live in a society. Okay. So so what? What about it? What should I be jealous of? What 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 is my envy? What am I looking well, I, for? I, I appreciate that you are not as envious. I mean, I'm. Do I want other things that people have? Sure. Yeah. I, I think there's like healthy envy, but like when I see somebody who I, I'm sure you've met people like where they just seem like comfortable in who they are as a person. I go like that's what I want to achieve. That's what I want, and like I can't buy it. Well, you can't. That would you can't, be time based. You can't. Maybe. That, so, and then like, and we had this conversation before about experience. Does yeah. it come with age, and is it a hand in hand thing? Yeah. Time and age, or experience and time, you can't have one without the other. But you can certainly experience, or under your understanding of experience in that situation could be quantified versus someone else's version you ever listen to a song and have it mean something different depending on okay so so experience can mean the same thing right exactly it kind of hit it like the nail on the head right there with the with 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 the the (laughs) (laughs) so i i yeah i think um sure like my experiences have taught me something right but i and listen who am i to I don't. I don't know a lot of like fourteen-year-olds that go through like leadership development training for their profession, and that's probably because like they don't. Most fourteen-year-olds don't even know what they're doing. Tomorrow. Exactly right. So, so there is value in somebody who has gone through that, right? But like, in order to go through something, you have to have an opportunity to do it. In order to get opportunities, you have to have time that has passed. Yeah. I don't think that age automatically gives you something like just because you're older means like you're definitely wiser than that person. You definitely know more. No. Age is. But what age does allow is more time for opportunity to acquire those things. Right. So depending on how you made use of that time. Yeah. It's. I don't even know. I mean, you can. You can. As a. Like a. Like as a thirty-seven-year-old, I can't tell you what it's like to be thirty-seven. Thirty-seven, bro. Nah. Yeah. This yeah, guy's yeah, lying. No. This guy's lying. Nah, He's bro. Not oh, like, I'm I'm thirty-seven and a half. <laughs> but like, you I would can, never know looking at this guy, people. That's right. Over the mic, you know. I, funny story. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, 
I had an ex-girlfriend when I was in my mid-20s because I wanted to do, like, uh, sports talk radio. Yeah, so I started yeah, looking yeah. into, like, schools and stuff. And she told me I had a face for radio, so... Alex said that earlier, yeah, that I have a face for radio. I was cracking up. And then, yeah, I was correct. You don't want to hear that from your partner, though. Right? Like, not from the person who sleeps with you. you know? uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought about doing radio? Uh, you know, I got so, the face for it. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like I can tell somebody. Okay, here. This is the easiest way for me to explain it, but it may not be cert- like completely identifiable for you, right? I can't tell somebody who has uh, been like abstinent from drugs for 20 years what it feels like to be abstinent from drugs for 20 years because I've never experienced it. So there is something that happens with time passing. Yeah. There are things that like uh, that that a person goes through just for... Uh, just because time has passed, right? Like they, um, it's like uh, when we listen to like a coworker who's been working with us for twelve years versus us being there for like me five years and you two years, right? Like there are things I just can't know because I haven't experienced it, right? Like I can learn a lot. She could tell me stories, but that's not the same as like living through it. Yeah, right. And I feel like that's. I mean, that's that's probably, like, really important considering, like, stuff that's going on in the world right now, right? Like, I can't tell somebody how to feel that I've never experienced. That's just yeah. the truth. I can't. And I'm not going to... I would never, like, sit around and pretend that I could. Um, I can't tell my fiancé what she must feel like with some, like, stuff that has happened in her life because I've never experienced it. And I'm not going to pretend to. Like, I can be a good listener. I could, like, learn to educate myself more. Um, but like, I can't pretend to have something I don't have. I'm never going to be a woman, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I don't know. It's 2020. Who knows? But like, probably never going to be a woman. Uh, <laughs> but, might be a woman. <laughs> but I can't, no, I'm kidding. I'm I, kidding. I'm kidding. But like, I can't tell somebody what it feels like to be right, a woman. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You like can't. I, and I think that you see a lot of that in like policy or just men trying to like, sure. They're like, Hey, you just just be quiet we know how you feel but in reality we don't and yet it would be like trying to tell those to be quiet it's like me to, if i were to like talk down to you right like you're 22 and i've been like well i've been 22 yeah okay but like i've never been 22 in 2020 well i think it's interesting you and i have a very different relationship maybe someone who is 37 would look at me like as just a kid but maybe on certain on a certain we are coworkers, right? On a certain level, yeah. so we can yeah, see we're ourselves. Yeah, to me, like we're like, colleagues, we're like peers. Peer. So it's not like I'm challenging You're you Tyler. on any level. If it were like if it were different, I was like gonna meet you for the first time on any level, and you're uh, you're like, who's this? Who's this kid? Maybe in that situation, you would assume that I would be like my persona is different, or that I'd be an adolescent, like. That I understand. This is where like age and experience come in, but at this situation, like you can like peer level is much different than someone who might look at me as like a child. Yeah. And people talk like we talk, spoke about this earlier. Some people might talk to others that way, and yeah, it feels it like condescending. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it can come off like condescending, and yeah. I mean, for me, it doesn't feel good, right? Like, it's funny for me, like, in a professional environment, I'm, like, the same age as a lot of people who lead the teams that I work on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when somebody speaks to me, like, I'm their child, I'm like, whoa, 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 hey, dude, my birthday was three months before yours. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're the same age, dude. Come on. Um, but, but, like, age first experience, right? Like, I don't know. 
I don't have like their experience in the workforce. I don't know what it feels like to be a leader. I don't like I haven't experienced those things. So yeah, I'm just as old as them, but they have a lot more experience in that area than I do. Yeah, and it's wonderful that people share experience too. And I think you drew on that earlier when you said you that's where you went to for a lot of your inspiration, like yeah. in recoveries, sharing shared experience and like going and understanding the same kind of pain and empathy. So it's like yeah, that's like that's where you find the alignment, right? Like we um, the limelight is empathy, really. Yeah, how am I like? How can and empathy is like and the love. perfect word for it, right? <laughs> like how can um, like my parents can empathize, they can sympathize, but they can't empathize, right? Just like I can never empathize, like as long as I don't have a child who's like snorting pills, like how can I know how they feel? Mm-hmm. I can't. But as like someone in recovery like a lot of what we talk about is because we we can a lot right like we've and and it's interesting because like when you're in recovery you don't talk a lot about um like substances or what it was like to use like that's a very like baseline yeah like we all did that but it's like aligning with the emotions that would bring you to that place right so for me like i um I want to say like I was an like an anxious person. I don't feel that way anymore, but I guess I was then. I always thought I was just like my friends knew I was a little nuts. Like from from the like yeah man from like first step first jump right from rip yeah Marcus, yeah Marcus. I was just like a, I was I was I was like a little he's Mark motherfucker yeah he, <laughs> I was just a little uh, a little different man and I and like my my beliefs and like how I like like viewed the world was different and and like it made it made real life confusing for me um and then like you give somebody who like is a little off kilter some like i i went through stuff that's probably kind of tragic i don't know like i uh, when i was 28 years old i got uh i went as a work I got a phone call from work. I was seeing this girl. She she had some like mental health stuff going on, and um, she called and and I was like, hey, like what's going on? And uh, she was like, I thought I heard on the phone right that I slipped, hurt my arm, and broke my laptop. That's what I thought. And I was like, oh my god, are you okay? She goes, obviously I'm not okay. So I leave work, and I'm going home. I get home, and I see her on the couch with a bunch of, uh, like, washcloths wrapped around her arm. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she goes, I told you on the phone. I flipped out, I cut my arm, and I broke my laptop. Right? Like, perception mm-hmm. reality, right? Like, well, like I heard what I wanted to hear when I was at work, and then she told me the truth. And so, like, uh, so like you, you, I wish I, I was good enough in, like, crisis at the time to, to deal with things in, like, a healthy way. But, like, you look around, and there's blood from the bathroom to the couch, right? Um, she broke one of her razors, right? And just cut cut her wrist. That's what she did. And so, um, and then you go through like, you have to call 911, you have to go through like, and then like you're the person there. Do you want to have her committed? And like, it, it turns into like a whole thing. Um, and it's traumatizing. Like that's tra- like walking home, like getting home, like seeing and um, like experiencing that with somebody that you care about is, is a traumatizing experience. And uh, we had like a couple more instances and, you know, all of a sudden, like what is mildly tolerable anxiety is like a feeling that like you can't get rid of. 
And all it took was one person to offer me something to take the edge off. And once I found someone to take the edge off, I wanted the edge off all the time. In fact, I was like, this must be what normal people feel like all the time. I was like, this is why they're all so productive. Yeah, but just... when you realize that that's not the, <laughs> the truth either. Yeah. Because not everyone is always as productive but as... But, like, I walk through life going, like, oh, everybody... See, like, what what a, like a falsehood, right? Um, to, to live in a world where you believe that everybody's narrative on a single day is that they're good. Right? Like, yeah, like I, I, I would never... Like I would think, think you're the you... most confident guy in the world, right? So, like, I'm never going to treat you like you're having a bad day, even though you may. And I don't ask. I, I just assume. RBF. I just go like Tyler is the nicest guy. <laughs> you just ask him, and he's just like, "What a happy man!" This young kid, he's figuring it out. He's doing all he's these things. Straight, he's got his head on straight, right? So, so what do I do? I default to treating everybody as though they're in a good mood, mm-hmm. and that's that's like the the worst fucking thing you can do because most yeah, people on any given day are feeling fucked up just like you are right mm-hmm. but if i and if i took the time to treat people like the way i feel sometimes i'd be like ah oh, you doing okay maybe you want to there's this thing i want to address with you but we could do it another day yeah you doing all right you want to talk i but i just go oh, everybody's feeling good hey what's going on here's the thing i want to address with you i hope you feel worse about your life and i, and I move just on their day just like as if it didn't happen yeah so like so. what an important lesson to learn that like people like when I, I went back to work that day right like we got her help and i went back to work and nobody at my job knew i was at work right i'm working in a bank and people just like assume Mark's everything's fine. okay everything's okay you want to lie because like i didn't tell anybody you don't tell anybody people don't know and then you go, you get home, you're like, assholes didn't ask me if I was okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it just, it's a spiral. And then you ask yourself, quite why didn't they ask me why I was okay? Yep. And then they're assholes because they didn't ask me. Fucking assholes, yeah. And then. <laughs> and they go, I totally understand. That guy, Mark, something's going on, man. He's such a dick lately. <laughs> yeah. Never have communication. So, which is like super important. I think I, I'm glad. I'm, well, I'm certainly thankful for this perspective like i've definitely learned a lot from just this conversation <laughs> and I, I just wanted like to say i admire you you know uh and that's obviously why i was so excited to see that you wanted to be on the show and that's why i'm glad you were on the show and we've been yeah, here thank for a you. while have we really super yeah it's been a long chat and i hope <laughs> i hope you had fun this was I amazing did. but I thank you for um, having me yeah i'm glad you were guys here um glad you were on the show oops i just hit the mic there um I hope we do it again sometime. Yeah, you let me know why. Yeah, this absolutely. Uh, thank you, everyone who is listening to this. I just want you to know this was Mr. Mark Resnick or Mark mm. Motherfucker yeah. um, on the show <laughs> Mark today. Mark Motherfucker. Um, we'll have some new guests coming up after him. Uh, stay tuned to those. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and review. Uh, do your thing. Let me know how you thought of the show. You can follow me on the links in the description. Uh, peace. Peace.